0: Hey everyone, welcome to the fourth episode of Conversations with Stephen. Yes, wow, it's like, fourth episode, wow, (laughs) just now, fourth episode. Welcome, Stephen, yeah. My name is Stephen Izu, and um, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Of course, you should know that this is a podcast for young people and it's basically young people talking about the life of young people. And the things related to the life of young people. So if you are listening for the first time, I'm really, really grateful. And um, I am sure that you will learn a lot today. And I want to thank God for the opportunity. Because honestly, it was really God that helped me to start this. So I give all the glory to God. Mm. Today we'll be talking about God. And um, well, last week we talked about love and... um, how love has to do with young people. If you have not listened to that episode, you, you need to go and listen to it now. Like yes, you can you should go and listen to it now. Yes. Just if you're listening on YouTube, go to the account and find the episode out. If you're listening on a podcast streaming site, just scroll down and you'll find the episode here. Yeah. You will find the episode. But in this episode we'll be talking about God and um, what he has to do with young people. Today I have a guest as always, but today is a very special day because I'm honestly grateful to be able to have a very wonderful young lady. She's very smart and of course she's a young person. <laughs> you know, she's you know she's one of those people that are very close to God, or somehow they find a way to relate with anyone and everyone. She's a very, very relatable person, like honestly. She doesn't in my opinion, she doesn't really have to spend a month with you to be able to mix with you, to, to be able to understand you and get along with you. She's very relatable and very nice, very, very smart also. I respect her so much. Her name is Anna Hart, and um it's a privilege to have Anna. Anna, welcome to Conversations with Stephen.
1: Thank you, Steven. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here. Thank you for your kind introduction. <laughs>
0: Well, Anna is a student, just like myself. So, we'll quite get we'll quite um get along. Yeah. Yeah. Today we are going to talk about goal, as I've said earlier, and um, what he has to do with young people. You will learn a lot today. I am hundred percent sure. I am I am so so sure that today, if you haven't really learned anything in previous episodes, today you will learn much today. Yeah. So i'll do a little introduction before i bring my guest in you know the existence or the inexistence of a being called god cannot be overemphasized you know everyone either believes in god or they don't believe in god so that means there's a lot to this said supreme ultimate being that people call god Hmm. so that means there's a lot we need to know about someone called god somewhere and hopefully, we're going to find out today before the end of this episode. Yeah. So, um my first question for you, Anna. When was the first time you had the revelation of the existence of God? Like, when did you first come to know that there is someone somewhere who is supreme and who is God, God?
1: Hmm. Yeah. um, Well, I grew up in a... Christian you know Bible believing family church community so I would say that from a very young age I was aware of God's existence Um, and at least kind of at that the intellectual level I knew that you know God exists and that he is an important part of our lives from a very young age yeah
0: Mm, that's nice Bill how can you relate your current ideas, your feelings, and what you know about God now and then? Like, can you, is there any difference, or how do you relate your current ideas or feelings about God at this very moment, and about God the first time when you, like when you were younger and when you were young, yeah?
1: Hmm. Yeah, When when I was younger, you know, my understanding of God, was very limited um, I mean I I learned about Jesus and about um, God and his creation at church and with my family um, and I knew kind of the basics um, if you will um, but I think um, as I grew older um, my knowledge went deeper and, and more personal um, so one thing that um, I think changed my understanding of God, um, or or even why I believe in God, um, was that you know as I as I got older um, and I saw more of the world and I just grew as a person. Um, I well, I'll just say I am a I'm an, an idealist. You know, I'm kind of a perfectionist and mm. I I really care about things being right um, at least in my mind um, and you know I'm a, I'm a teacher and um, I care about um, education I'm very passionate about that about social issues, social justice, um, all of these things um, and something that I realized kind of in the process of you know learning about all these things and um, becoming more concerned about these things um, was the fact that I shared a lot of these interests and these passions with a lot of other people, young people, um, who who don't believe in God, you know, and don't have the same faith that I do, um, and so at some point I had to I had to stop and think where, you know, where do these passions um, and this sense of morality, where does it come from, right? Um, because it's great that my friends are so passionate about it too, but if they don't believe in God, you know, where does, where does their passion come from? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there, there was a, a message that Tim Keller gave that was really eye opening to me. And he said, he said something like, you know, millennials today, young people today, um, they are so, um, so have such high morals. Um, and they care so deeply about you know the oppressed, about the marginalized, um, about the environment, about all these important things. Yeah. But because they don't share the same source, or they don't they don't agree on the same source of these morals, um, when you get down to it, all you can do is yell at each other because you don't agree on uh, if you if you disagree on something well what foundation do you have you know it's just my word versus yours right um so it's great that people are passionate about these things but who's to say i mean who actually decides what is right and what is wrong you know um so for me you know it it really really made sense to me that well if i am so passionate about these things about morals about social you know civil rights and these these issues um, that has to come from somewhere and um, that that has to have a source you know someone or something had to have determined what is right and what is wrong and you know when you think about it if there is someone or something who ultimately you know created or established right and wrong Um, they have to have all power, they have to be a creator, right? Because who else would would have the right to determine, you know, that kind of fundamental truth, right? So, um, yeah, and and I think Mm -hmm. when you you go to the end of kind of the the secular mindset, if there is no God, if there is no moral authority or, you know, absolute truth, Mm -hmm. then... um, what else is there to live for i mean why why be why care about you know the oppressed why care about right and wrong ultimately if there's no ultimate authority and no ultimate judge right yeah. so for me it's kind of that moral argument that kind of developed as i've as i've gotten older and seen more of the world that has shaped more my my understanding mm-hmm. of god and why he mm-hmm. exists
0: so for you it's firstly it became more personal and then the more you grow the more you your intellectual capacity grew so you just found out more proofs to the fact that god existed yeah Hmm. exactly perfect nice (laughs) that's wonderful Mm. So, you know, many people, like, just as you've also just said actually, many people seem to know God as, you know, this supreme being, like, mm. who sits on a very large throne, you know, with glory and honor, and then just detect everything that goes on in the world. Is this a um, school of thought right about God?
1: Hmm. Well, this was, this was to a certain extent what I grew up believing about God. You know that He was mm-hmm. up high somewhere in heaven, looking down on us all. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I knew that God is loving and is kind and generous, um, but I think that when I was growing up in the Christian, you know, community Christian church, mm-hmm. um, it kind of became. religion to me um, because i understood okay the bible tells me i need to do these things i need to not do these things and i need to you know i don't want to make god sad or i don't want to make god Mm. angry so Mm. i need to do Mm. the right things right Mm. and when you look at it that way it just it becomes nothing different than any other world religion right Mm. um it's just based on your performance um yeah, so I think that when I kind of, as I kind of grew more into that, just in my own, you know, in my own heart, um, I think my view of God was was more, uh, you know, that He was distant, that He was, you know, disappointed with me every time that I messed up, that He was angry, um, that He was just very far away, you know. Um, but when I, when I finally, you know, came to this realization that, wow, I cannot. Do this on my own. I literally cannot be good enough on my own. You know, I came to the end of myself, of my efforts and my, you know, striving. Um, and in that moment, you know, of really vulnerability, um, I, felt, I felt God's voice saying very clearly to me, my grace is infinitely more yeah. than your sin. Yeah. And that was when I realized that, no, it's not God, you know, being far away from me, you know, separated by my sin in the middle, it's God standing right next to me, mm. you know, looking at my sin together and saying, I've paid for that. And you need to live free by my power, by my blood and my work for you. And that so, totally, totally changed my my view of God.
0: Mm. Yeah. So God is like. relatable person it's he's not just like a dictator he's a very relatable person
1: absolutely yes
0: Mm. cool so um you just said that um you had a lot of experiences growing up like how you evolved from the knowledge of right and wrong to this point of a more personal experience and relationship with god so um do you mind sharing any of your personal experiences or, or encounters with God?
1: Hmm. I think the, the experience that I kind of just um, referred to, that was the first time that I really felt God's voice or God's presence very, you know, personally and closely in my life. That was when I was 16, so I was in high school at that time. Um, and that was definitely the biggest um, spiritual breakthrough or turning point um in my in my spiritual walk and in my life um but from that point on i like i said my view of god was completely transformed and also my view of myself and my life and my goals um and so i wouldn't say that there have been you know lots of dramatic breakthrough moments you know ever since then but i have definitely had this assurance in my you know in my in the back of my mind that um that i am free that god is for me and that he is calling me to a greater purpose than just what i want to do with my life you know um and that was part of the reason why after i finished high school i ended up moving overseas um because i feel like my horizons had just been expanded and Mm. i knew that god wanted more Mm. for me and for my life than to just stay Mm. in my you know safe comfort zone Mm. um and just the i mean it it wasn't like one particular experience you know but just the kind of the journey of saying yes to god and saying okay i will do this even though it's scary and I don't know what the future holds, I will, you know, I'll follow you um, and just taking those opportunities and believing that, you know, God was going to use me and do something, you know, great with just with my yeah. simple obedience. Yeah. And then seeing, taking that step of faith and seeing the fruit and the the rewards of that, um, not necessarily personal rewards for me, although there were those too, but just all the relationships that I was able to build, all the things that I learned, and the things that I was able to pour into others um, while I was overseas, and I still am overseas now. Um, But it's just incredible to see um, how your life changes when you say yes to God, and not because you're afraid of Him, but because you know that he is trustworthy and you know that he has a better calling for you than you could imagine for yourself
0: Uh, well i just learned something from you right now and um you have just said and um you have just said that when walking with god when knowing god it's more of a relationship it's it's not it's it's not like uh uh How will I put this now? Like a predator-prey relationship. It's it's more of a one-to-one relationship where you commune with him, and then he communes with you, and then he he tells you to do something, and you obey him, and then you go on, and he takes you to higher limits and to higher grounds. So yes. Wow. God is going to help all of us. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Who Who is Jesus?
1: Who is Jesus? Um, The Bible tells us, you know, Jesus is God's Son. Jesus is part of the Trinity, you know, the three in one. Um, And Jesus was, you know, there at creation. It says that Mm. God made the world with His Word. He spoke and it was created. And in um, the book of John, it says, you know, in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with God and the Word was God and He, you know, became flesh and dwelt among us. Um, So, the Word is Jesus. He was there at the beginning. He's always, you know, existed um, as the Son of God. Um, But 2,000 years ago, He um, became human. He, You know, the Incarnation we talk about, um, He came to earth and He lived um the perfect human life um as a model of what you know humanity was created to be um but he didn't just come as an example he came to be a sacrifice and to um ultimately pay for all of our sins and our failures um because we could never pay that on our own right so he he paid that in his by laying down his life, um, but then, he God raised him from the dead, and because he came back to life, we have the hope and the promise of life after death too. Um, and because he ascended and went back into heaven, we get to have his spirit in us as well. So, basically, he is God's gift to us, and He has been the bridge or the ladder, if you will, um, to restore our relationship to God. And the Bible says that He is interceding for us still. He is at the right hand of God. He is representing us to God and um, He is saving us every day. You know, He prays for us and um, He's our Savior and our friend because we know that He has experienced everything that we have gone through and ever will go through right so he is our comforter um and he helps us in our weakness
0: jesus is many things really
1: he's many many things
0: um well we've made very good progress actually we've asked i have asked you half of the questions that i had to ask but i prepared to ask you okay so this good progress there, are there any common or popular beliefs or opinions about who God is that is not right like before mm-hmm. now you have talked about a lot you have you have talked a lot about who God is and how we have to have a personal relationship with him but are there any other common or popular beliefs or opinions or school of thoughts about who God is that is not right?
1: I think, like we mentioned before, um, a lot of people s- can see God as like a dictator or like someone yeah. you know far off and kind of yeah. angry and just um, yeah. powerful okay. and distant. But I think, you know, maybe a more modern misconception that a lot of people have is yeah. that God is just our buddy and yeah. that he, I mean, it's it, it's. It stems from truth because we know that God. If we, you know, have received Christ, we are adopted into His family, and He is our Father. Um, but I think a lot of people take that too far, and they, they kind of make God into something smaller than He really is. And I think that's natural and that's easy for us to do because we are human, and it is literally impossible to to fully know and understand. God, right? But I think that people settle with this kind of image of Him that is very limited and can be manipulated and used as a means to an end rather than the end in itself. Um, I think that a lot of people want to use God for the things that they want to, to help them achieve their goals, you know? Um, to help get them what they want, to help them feel superior to others, whatever it is. And I've certainly been guilty of this myself, Um, but I think it's really important to remember that we can never fully understand God, and we need to have a fear of Him. Because if He is as powerful as He says He is, you know, we should tremble at the thought of Being in his presence. And when you look at every person in the Bible who had a face to face encounter with God or with the angel of the Lord, um, they, you know, thought that they were going to die. They were terrified. And I think that that is important to remember. Like, why would we be any different? Um, So, not to, not to like go too far in the opposite direction and just be afraid of god you know he is love and he is kindness and gentleness but i think we need to stay in a in a healthy balance in the middle and remember that he is the creator and he is um the judge and he is god period (laughs) (laughs) and we can't we can't control him we can't use him you know that's not what that's not what he's for um we need to cooperate with him and get on board with whatever he's about, whatever he's doing. Um, so I think that's just, you know, an important perspective to have, um, especially in our modern culture.
0: Oh, uh, that's really eye-opening, And, um, I hope that, um, those who are listening, um, have learned a lot so far, and I have personally learned so much about, who God is, um, creating a relationship with Him and um, respecting Him, just as you just said just now. So, how? What do you advise young people? Because you just explained that in the the supremacy the supremacy of God, despite being relational and um, very loving and caring for us he's he's still god so how can we make a balance and um, what is your what, what is an advice that you can give to young people like me i'm a young person obviously like me on how to create a balance between god being someone who is close to us who wants the best for us who relates to us and god who is the creator of the universe and who is god
1: hmm Um, I think that we, the only way that we can know the Lord is through His Son. You know, Hebrews says He is the image of the invisible God. Mm. So, if we want to know God, we need to know Jesus, right? Mm. Um, Jesus came to show us what God is like, um, because He Mm. is God, and Mm. and to show us what the Father is like. I always, I mean, you you just cannot go wrong <laughs> just spending lots of time in the Gospels and just meditating on what Jesus said, what Jesus did, how he related to the people around him, how he related to the government at that time, to the religious establishment of that time. Um, what What were his priorities? What were his values? What kinds of questions did he ask? You know, um, and just I I just always enjoy reading the Gospels, even though I've read them my whole life. You yeah. always get something new when you read them. When you read, um, and by the Gospels I mean Matthew, Mark, Luke, yeah. and John, which are the different accounts of Jesus' life on Earth. Um, yeah, and and another thing that I would also recommend in the area of prayer is just like don't try to be someone you're not when you when you sorry
0: pray. I didn't I didn't get that I, should, I shouldn't try to be what
1: don't try to be someone you're not like don't mm. try to you know impress God or try to you know make really fancy prayers or um, try to be like really good or something when you pray mm. like God already knows your heart he knows you better than you know yourself um, mm. so just like just pour out your heart to him, and and you know do it out of reverence and you know and respect, but but just help like In let course. him meet you where you're at. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he will meet you there. Like he he um, is is gracious to you know hear you and to understand your struggles, or your pain, or whatever you're going through. Um, But His power and all of His character, you know, will help restore you to where you need to be. Um, I just think it's really important to remember that we need all of God. We need all of who He is. Um, And that only comes, like knowing, understanding who God is, only comes through, like I said, Jesus and through prayer and through reading His Word, um, those will help us have a better holistic understanding of God.
0: Wow, 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 wow! wow like really, wow! You know, um, let me just digress a little bit. When I, before I started this podcast, like um, a few weeks ago, I was having, I was in, I was in a time, a specific time in my walk with God. And, um, it was, you know, it was at a stage where I wanted to do something, but it was like, something was holding me back. Like I wanted to do anything. Like I was like, this is summer because now I must, I'm doing summer school. So I'm like, this is summer. What do I do with my summer? And, um, I was just praying to God to tell me what to do. And, um, I visited a few, a few people and, um, I. You know saraya also started um, the pieces project yeah and yeah. our listeners you should go check that out i'll put a link in the description if you don't know what that means it is a very wonderful project um started by one of my very good friends and our our very good friend saraya yeah. so i read i read an article on the pieces project and i visited a friend and it's it it was just then this then the idea for this podcast came and it was just so it, it, it didn't just come it came with the grace to do it like I find mm-hmm. I, I found myself being able to set it up do a few things and I was just so stunned and overwhelmed and with all honesty I have learned a lot in just a few weeks like this is the third week of my recording or oh, this is the second week of recording. now am i right yeah this is the second week of recording actually but this is the fourth episode yeah so mm-hmm. it has been so so i really thank god and just we've not even spent up to 30 minutes but i have learned so much from you and, and i'm so grateful to god for the opportunity to know you and for the opportunity to have you on this podcast thank you so much for coming to conversations with Stephen.
1: thank you Stephen.
0: I just want, one one more question to ask you before you maybe you have something to say in summary you know what do you have to say about the existence of god you've said a lot honestly but what do you have to say about the existence of god despite um bad things happening and um, people dying and all of that like you say uh, some people say well excuse me well this issue has been addressed honestly a lot of people have, have tried to address this issue about God being, um, about the existence of God despite bad occurrences but what do you have to say about God being in place and then bad things happen Mm -hmm. and most times it's so unfair and then it happens and why, why, like why why is God there? (laughs) So what do you have to say about this?
1: Yeah there's definitely a tension there, there's you know kind of this unresolved um, yeah, tension, if you will, and there's a lot of that in the Bible, actually. If you read mm. the Bible, beginning to end, honestly, you know there is a lot of um, there's a lot of tension and sometimes unanswered questions. And I think that Christians are not called to be people who have all the answers. Um, I think that Christians are called to be people who look honestly at the pain and the suffering and evil of this world, that is very real. Um, but to also be people who rejoice in the power and the goodness of God. Um, and it's kind of this um, this weird tension that we live in. Um, there is a complex relationship between free will and God's sovereignty, right? Um, we believe that God has all power um, and God has all authority and that he accomplishes his purposes. Um, But we also believe that God gives us the freedom to make our own choices. And I think something that I realized a few years ago was that, you know, God doesn't ultimately want people to be robots and to just Blindly follow him. Um, if that were the case, then yeah, we would we would have a perfect world because um, we wouldn't have the option to do anything else, right? But because God gives us the freedom to choose him or to reject him, um, he also allows us to live with the consequences of you know of our choices. Um, and there's examples of this all over the Bible, all over history. Um, If you look at it honestly, and just read those stories as real human stories that you can relate to, you know, um, so many people made horrible decisions and still do. And we all make, you know, wrong decisions sometimes. Um, But God works in the midst of that. You know, right now I'm reading through the Old Testament, the the major prophets, um, Isaiah, Jeremiah, And right now I'm in Ezekiel. And there's just so much there about how, you know, God gave Israel a choice. He said, you can Mm. obey me and you can be blessed and you Mm. can be a blessing to the nations, or you can reject me and you will be cursed and you will Mm. be, you know, a reproach to all the nations around you. Mm. And, um, they were very up and down, but you know, as we know, they ultimately rejected God and God allowed that to happen. He didn't control them, He didn't manipulate them. He allowed them to make their choice, but they also had to face the consequences of that. And God used, you know, other nations to bring His judgment on Israel, um, even though those nations were evil in their own ways. Um, mm-hmm. And after those nations had judged Israel, you know, they were judged by other nations. So it's just, it's helpful, I think, to understand that relationship um, between God's sovereignty and free will when you read the Old Testament. And honestly, it honestly, gives me hope because if, man, if you read books like Judges, um, Numbers, like you just, you see human evil and corruption on full display. And it can be very depressing, but it helps me remember that no matter how bad things get and how evil our, you know, governments are and how bad these issues become that we're facing today. um, The Lord is in control and He will win in the end because um, He wants people that choose Him and that want to, you know, serve Him and, and participate in His will. He doesn't want robots. Um, so he will, you know, accomplish his will. And he can even use terrible things to accomplish that will and to bring good out of it.
0: Wow. That is so inspiring, honestly. Thank you so much, Anna. I honestly thank God for your life. And um, I thank God for the opportunity to have you on I thank god for the opportunity to have you on conversations with steven thank you so much Anna.
1: thank you so much steven
0: yeah yeah so while we were speaking a question popped into my mind actually then <laughs> i promise this is going to be the last question so while we're speaking a okay. question popped into my mind you you just spoke about how we have to choose and um, honestly Anna, now the world at this moment is um it's so complex right now complicated more than it was 5 10 15 20 30 years ago there are a lot of things happening everything is so volatile and there is literally everything is so open now in those days if something happened in lebanon or let's say like what happened in lebanon recently it Mm. it 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 gained a lot of um media attention and for the right reasons of course it wasn't a good experience but for the right reasons a lot of support came to there have been a lot of support from different government non-governmental organizations and all of that but the world the the, what i'm saying is is the world right now is different from the world before like the world 10 15 20 30 years ago so how can one in this apparent world now how can someone build a, a, a relationship with god how can you build or how can you start one and how can you build and maintain one despite all that goes on in social media and also in the in the real world out of social media
1: Hmm. well i think that the you know crazy events the chaos that's going on in the world right now um, you have the pandemic you have natural disasters and things like what happened in beirut Um, you have all these you know racial problems going on
0: Mm.
1: Um, and I think like what these things can do is they can help us see the emptiness of human ambition and human power Um, because really there is nothing new under the Sun I mean we forget but these these problems are not new these problems have always existed and people have always made you know mistakes and have, you know, loved money and power more than um, their neighbor, more than God. And we, you know, we can look at these things and see how empty it all is without God. And that can help us um, lean into God more, I think. And that's really my prayer for a lot of these different situations going on these days is that they would bring us to the end of hoping in things that are temporary and insufficient to save us, right? Um, That they would drive us closer to the creator of the world who does have the power um, and the goodness to make, you know, even good come out of these situations. Um, So that, yeah, that's my prayer and um, I think if you, um, if you just lean into God, you know He will meet you where you are, um, and you know just just run after Him and um, try to limit the the influence of all the other voices in your life. Um, there's so many voices on social media, and um, right now I'm actually kind of taking a social media break just because. Mm-hmm. There's so much noise, and sometimes it's hard to hear God's voice in the midst of all of that. Um, I mean, I I think that in normal life we do need to be engaged and we need to be, um, you know, part of the conversation. But sometimes it's good to just take a break and just focus on hearing from the Lord and what He's speaking to you. Um, Sometimes it takes, you know, kind of drastic measures to get to that quiet place again where we can fellowship
0: with him and hear him in the middle of all the chaos. Mm. Oh, I have learned so much. <laughs> I have said that almost ten times today. <laughs> <laughs> I have learned so much and honestly I have really learned so much. And what you, what you just said now is is um really a deal breaker. Personally I'm going to mm-hmm. try to do that honestly. I have actually done that in the past. I have there was even a time I honest thought not so far away, like just one or two months ago even now, actually, honestly, I I do that every day. I take out time mm-hmm. for Instagram, take out time for WhatsApp. But you know, it's more of we should have ex- extended breaks and and try to have more more relationship and more time with God. So um, that's definitely going to be on my to-do list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much, Anna.
1: Yeah.
0: You're oh, it has really been a enriching time. It has really been a wonderful and enriching time. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode of of the of the podcast. If you're listening, um, thank you, Anna, for coming to conversations with Stephen. Thank you so much once again. I'm really really grateful. Thank you so much, Anna.
1: Of course, it's a pleasure to be here.
0: Yeah, um, of course. As I always say at the end of every episode, if you have a question. A suggestion maybe you don't understand something or maybe you have a different idea or maybe you have a story you want to share or maybe you have a topic you feel we should talk about on here because as i say, this is a podcast for young people and we're talking about the life of young people so actually this month is our first month of airing so we have a lot in store actually so a lot in store. like honestly you you should really wait till september and october when we talk about a lot of interesting topics, very interesting topics. So, but if you have, if you have any topic that you feel we should talk about, it should really, it, it should be something that you know relate to the life of with the. It should oh, oh Stephen, calm down. It should be something that relates with the life of, of young people. Okay. So if you have something that you feel is very common and very personal with young people, well, send me an email or send send an email to C W Stephen two zero at gmail.com i'll spell that out c-w-s-t-e-p-h-e-n two zero at gmail.com um thank you so much for listening to this point of the episode i'm really really grateful thank you once again bye bye and see you next time